This is Vocations on Radio Maria. Thank you for joining us on a series that looks at vocations in the Catholic Church. It is a call to holiness, an invitation from our Lord to be part of this beautiful body of Christ, community of Christ, and to bring holiness to one another. We have been looking at all these different vocations these last couple of weeks, and it has been a blessing for me. I feel as if I've been re-educated in this world that I was born into, a cradle Catholic, and, and now I'm, I can stand a bit taller going, yes, ask me about vocations. I can at least point you in a direction of somebody that can tell you much more about it. Today, I have with me the wonderful, talented Father Dominic and the lovely, also talented, Sister Rose. Hello, guys. Mm. Hello. Hello. Morning. Morning, morning. Now, listeners, this is the episode in which you get to be a part of. Join in the conversation. That is what we're trying to do at Radio Maria England and all the Radio Marias around the world. It's about building that community with you. So I've got the experts. Uh, now it's your turn to bring them the questions or even share your vocation story. How have you discerned what you're up to now? Or are you in the middle of discerning now? Or perhaps you're a parent, an uncle, a godfather, a confirmation sponsor, and you've got a young person that is discerning or needs some pushing to discern. Well, I've got two lovely people that can give you some suggestions. My suggestion is always include food. Whenever, you, <laughs> whenever you're talking about, have a little bit of tea or, or a cookie or something and it'll go down great. You can give us a text or a WhatsApp to this number. 07502 Again, the number is 07502385010. I've got that on. And I'll also, later halfway through, I'll open up the studio lines so you can actually talk face to face, not face to face, but voice to voice with Sister Rose, Father Dominic, and the rest of our community listening in. Before we start the show, um, we, we actually, in the studio, we had a little prayer. But Father Dominic, that was so lovely. Would you mind sharing it with our, with our community as well to <clears throat> get us on the right foot for this program today? Thank you, Helena. Yeah, of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty Father, as we gather today to talk about vocation, we remember that it is you who have called us. So we ask you to give us the words... Maybe and particularly pray for our listeners, the courage to send that text, to make that call, to ask that question. That's been in your heart, whether it's for you or whether it's for somebody else. Um, and we pray for Sister Rose and myself as we share our stories. Let's share what really you are telling us, Lord, what the truth is. Maybe we may be surprised by our own words about what we hear ourselves saying, uh, knowing that you give us the word because you are the word who has come, who has made, who's become flesh for the salvation of the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And our Lady Seat of Wisdom, pray, pray for, for us. us. And Martyrs of Japan, pray, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, guys. 
Now, I have spoken to Sister Frances, Sister Elaine and James, all from the National Office of Vocations, and they've shared with me their definition of vocations. And I believe you guys at one point shared it as well in different episodes. And I've shared it this morning as well. But let's give a little bit of a refresher for our, anybody that's listening for the first time. Sister Rose, what is a vocation? Great. Thank you, Helena. Well, vocation really is, is about God's call. And vocation, I think we should remember, has several layers to it. So first of all, there's the basic Christian call, which is the call to faith, um, which goes out to every baptised person. And it's really a call to, to union with God. So that's your first, your primary vocation is the call of faith by Christ to come, to follow him, to be a Christian. The second phase, and the one that I think we tend to focus on a lot more, is the call for, to, to a context for loving and this is really what we call a state of life. And this is marriage or priesthood or consecrated life. But it's the way in which you will give and receive love. Because when Christ calls you to a life of faith, um, he calls you into a way of loving and a way of being. Um, so this is the state of life. And this is mainly what we'll be focusing on today. But there is also another dimension, which I think is important and perhaps gets a bit less recognition. And that's the idea of your personal vocation. So that's about your, your total self-gift, um, which is it includes how you live your life as a Christian. It includes your context for loving, whether you're married or you're consecrated or you're single. The work you do, the talents you have, all of this is your unique and, and total gift to God. And it's something that unfolds itself over the course of your life. So God is always calling you. God is constantly calling you and he will continue to call you throughout your life um, in all these different ways. I love that. Oh, Sister Rose. Oh, it, for everyone to know, Sister Rose is great at giving vocation talks for confirmation students. So give her a message. <laughs> Thank you. Father Dominic. Now, Sister Rose said it was a, a, a gift uh, and of your self-gift and that it keeps unfolding. Mm. Do you find... Uh, you're a young man. Do you find yourself... Oh, you'll go on. That's really nice. Say it again, Helena. <laughs> as, as a young man uh, and in your few years on this earth, have you found that to be true? Does it unfold in different ways? Yes, it does. I mean, if you'd asked me 21 years ago when I entered the Dominican order, what do you think you'll be doing in 21 years' time? Do you think you'll be sitting in a radio studio? I'd say, what? I mean, you know, God has endlessly surprised me. And I think... That is very exciting that it is a it's never look, it's never going to be perfect. And I think that actually we can miss our vocation by saying, well, this isn't quite right. And you're probably right. It isn't quite right. But it is a context God gives in which he calls us and he calls us to live in relation as well. So my personal vocation actually lives in intimate relationship with our vocation as baptised Christians and our personal vocations. They actually support each other. I'm going to go off script. Sorry. Oh, they both have a look of fear on their faces. <laughs> Living in relation. So uh, we, I've been speaking with folks recently about how the modern world now, I mean, modern world, that started however now, but mm -hmm. now seems a little bit more concerned about the self, the personal what does God want from me? What do I need to fulfill my happiness, the pursuit of my happiness, the pursuit of happiness? And vocations, Sister Rose said it, Father Dominic, you said it, and then loads of people have said it, that it's in a relation, in a relation. 
how can we bring that modern thought of me, me, me to a relation? Either one of you. Oh, Sister Rose, you're ready. Go. Oh, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I don't think the two are necessarily exclusive. I mean, ultimately, what's, where you will find your happiness, your blessedness is what's going to bless other people. So, you know, I think perhaps in the past they had this idea of I just want to do what I think is the holy thing or the good thing but actually if it doesn't fit you if you're mm. miserable you're not able to to give and to serve people um i think there's probably a lot of confusion in the modern world um you know we tend we do, we tend to start with the question of who am i now mm. it's that kind of existential question rather than who is god or how do i look at others but i think you know when god is calling you 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 you're able to answer the question more fully who am i so you will come into a deeper realization of yourself and that the fruits of that will kind of naturally extend outwards into being able to to serve others and to to help others I love that. I love that. And that definitely goes along with uh, Pope John Paul II's theology of the body and understanding God. And then you can understand who God is with you. I love it. Did, Father Dominic, did you want to add anything to that? Well, I think that, I mean, it really is beautifully put. Um, I think that it's on the one level, it's wonderful in the modern world that we do have emphasis on the freedom of the individual. I mean, to give a simple example, my grandfather came from a line of master carpenters my father was a very good amateur carpenter i can't cut wood straight so <laughs> thank goodness for personal freedom because god saved the world from a lot of misery really in the way of bad wardrobes <laughs> um but on the other hand i think there can be this and i think really sister rose is alluding to that i mean we only really actually find ourselves in turning out to god turning outwards to god otherwise there can be this painful introspection Pope Francis has spoken about this in Laudato Si, that, you know, we're, we're not doing well with the environment because we're not doing well with each other. Mm. And then we just turn in on ourselves and that makes us worse at relating to each other and it becomes a vicious circle. Um, but actually, I think that there it's not about lots of doing. And again, as Sister Rose said, it is something that flows out. Uh, St Thomas Aquinas, big Dominican, says that our action follows from our being. So actually what we do flows from what we are. Uh, and again, I think that can surprise us. And often when what we're doing, we find ourselves doing, we say, oh, goodness me, is that who I am? Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Isn't that liberating? Oh, I love that you said exciting and liberating. Yes, mm. yes, instead of saying, oh, oh, oh stop that, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what happens with me in the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> look what's happening. Yeah. Oh, stop it, stop it. Oh, my goodness. So... In order to figure out how to live in relation, how to how to bring God and journey with him into blessing and bring holiness to others and yourself, you've got to do a discernment. Oh, that's such a large word. I, I really didn't use it in America, but I am using it now. Father Dominic, could you share with us what is discernment? And is there like an instruction manual that you mm -hmm. follow to discern? I mean, I think, OK, there are often two ways of talking about this. Some people say, well, you know, you've really got to go on the inner journey and you've got to listen to the voice of God speaking in the depths of your heart. But I mean, OK, fine. And I think you do need to do that. And that is part of it. But how do you know when you've heard? How do you know when it's God speaking? How do you know this really is it? Or is it just this God is saying, go there for a while and then go on somewhere else? And there are other people who say, well, no, I mean, you've got to be really practical. Look at what fits. Um, being a Dominican temperamentally fits me very well in many ways. I mean, I, you, community life, religious life, the intellectual life, pastoral outreach, all that suits me. But I think that actually 
often it is the grace of seeing better what is actually in front of us. Um, one thing I've always been clear about is that God called me to be a musician. And I met the Dominicans through being organist and choir master of our church in London. It surprised me when God called me. Um, I got an itch, really, I suppose, about the friars. And I, I knew I just had to do this. So and I think that it was it's not a flash and a bang. It is stepwise. I certainly wasn't sure that this was the right thing for the rest of my life, but I was sure it was the right thing for me to apply to join. Oh, I love that. I love that. Sister Rose, uh, your discernment, you're discerning now. Yes. You are in the, are you considered a postulant or are you? A novice. A novice. Second you're year novice, yes. Done postulating. Now uh, you're novice. <laughs> well, yeah, for us, we, we have, we kind of just go into a, a two year novitiate as sisters. Um, so now I've just, just started the second year. Yeah. Is there any after the second year? What happens? So uh, after the end of the second year, then we enter a period of temporary vows. So we take our vows for three years, and that's still part of the discernment process. Um, and then, providing please God that that, that seems to be a, a good fit and, and the right place for you to be, then you would make your your final commitment, your solemn vows, at the end of that process. And then there's a big party. Yeah, absolutely. We have parties, you know, throughout. <laughs> that is true. That, and we will talk about the parties with, with the Dominicans coming up soon and how you might be able to join them in some festivities, some special uh, excitement at Blackfriars coming up soon. But let's, let's, we'll get there soon. Now, uh, Sister Rose, discernment was, mm. I think you shared a little bit about uh, your discernment story in another episode, but... You know, we've got a fresh audience today. How is how is that process for you? Yeah, I mean, it's always funny when people ask me about this, really, because, you know, I'm kind of the worst person at discernment in one sense of <laughs> I'm kind of an act now, think later person. <laughs> so, um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm the most discerning person, but I think what really helped me was I had very solid people around me. So um, there's actually a great um, piece of scripture from Tobit 418, which says, ask advice of every wise person, um, which I wouldn't necessarily say you have to go around to every wise person, but certainly to have a solid spiritual director or a confessor or good Christian friends, people that really know you and that you're really open with, um, to have them walking with you in a process, I think it's really invaluable um, because they will be able to to see things, to see whether you're flourishing, whether you're growing and be able to feed that back to you in a, in a way that's loving and honest. Um, so I think if you can find good support networks, that's going to be really invaluable to you. Um, and also to, to kind of spend time um, with prayer, you know, in prayer, um, with the scriptures, um, this will all kind of build you and and enable you just to listen really to the word of God and to help you grow in self-knowledge, which I think is really key in trying to work out what God is asking you to do. You've really got to know yourself and to be honest with yourself. Yeah, there we go again with community relationships. It's, yes. it's all it's never a self process. It's asking God to be part of it, asking your community, your friends to be a part of it as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's you know, the key it is dialogue, you know, with any vocation, whether you're looking at marriage or religious life, it's never just you trying to figure out on your own or you trying to follow your own will. It's always in the context of a relationship. You're with God, you're with community, you're with um you know, a, a part partner that you're dating. Uh, so it's this kind of dialogue and, and this mutual working out together. 
Oh, I love that. I love that. Together, together, together. So if you are tuning in, this is your chance. I've got Father Dominic, who is, what's your official title with the Dominicans here in Cambridge at Blackfriars? Besides amazing musician, (laughs) gentleman, coffee server. (laughs) Um, well, one of the brethren says I'm the official promoter of entertainment. But, uh, um, no, I'm actually the bursar of the community, so I look after the admin. That's what I was doing before Sister Rose and I came here this morning, um, which doesn't sound terribly exciting, but your household wouldn't run if you didn't do the paperwork and pay the bills. So that is also part of what I do, and it is a work of justice, but I'm an assistant priest there. I also work at the Margaret Beaufort Institute of Theology, couple of days a week um i'm a senior fellow there i do some teaching and research and i do bits of external supervision for the theology department in cambridge as well the divinity faculty see i couldn't listeners i couldn't get you anybody better so there you go father dominic there and then sister rose who is in her second year novice with the dominicans here in cambridge as well the dominicans in cambridge is it of with Catherine Siena? Oh, the congregation of St. Catherine of Siena, and we're colloquially known as the Stone Dominican Sisters. So, if you Google Stone Dominicans, our website will pop up. There you go. And will we see you on that website? A lovely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if, if not, that's your homework for today, Sister. Rose. Oh, we need to update our pictures. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, how can you get in contact with them? Well, you can give us a text or a WhatsApp to this number: zero seven. Five zero two three eight five zero one zero. We love a good bit of zeros here at Radio Maria. One more time with the text or the WhatsApp is zero seven five zero two three eight five zero one zero. All right, let's get back to Father Dominic. You said that you were playing the organ at the with the Dominicans, and all of a sudden, well, it wasn't all of a sudden, but working towards <clears> and voices and people telling you, "Oh, join, apply, apply." That w- would you consider uh, being a musician as a talent of yours? Yeah, it's funny. The English are very bashful about talking about talents. Uh, I mean, on one level, that's very nice. We like people being modest. But if it gets in the way of recognising what our gifts from God are, that's not so good. So, yes, I think it is a gift that God has given me. And then did you go to school for it? Did you... Was it just natural? Like Yeah, no, I had lessons at school. I carried on at university and I had private lessons in composition as well. And then also you've recently written a book Mm. about, uh, I believe, photography. And so now you also have a talent of writing. And also, what was your book about self self? So the latest book is called, well, well, there's something else on the, we'll save that for another time. But (laughs) the one that came out last year is called How Do I Look? Theology in the Age of the Selfie. So, so you're a writer, and then also, I believe you do like uh, you're an admirer of art as Mm. well. Yeah. Oh, and then Sister Rose, you have got some talents as well. I have personally seen your gift of, which is which is a gift of speaking, understanding, and working alongside young people or young adults. Oh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, you were you part of the Zion community? Yes, yes, I was in the Zion community. Um, 
which was uh, really transformational for me. But um, they're a, for anybody that doesn't know them, they're a charismatic uh, lay community. Um, I was in their Brentwood house. Um, and that was really um, an excellent kind of, uh, I guess, a, a stepping stone to religious life. But they, Zion work a lot with young people. They're very, um, their mission is really an evangelization, especially evangelization of the young. Um, and they do have a mission team that, that goes out across the UK into schools, primary or secondary, and also into parishes. So anybody looking for a very kind of energetic mission team to come in, give some energy to, to their schools, um, get, in, get in touch with Zion because they'll be able to come and, and bring some life. Quick little plug from the Pope. Uh, November 21st is supposed to be the Diocesan Youth Day. Whoa. So get in contact with the Zion community for some evangelization. What else would you think? Uh, I know you're humble, but <laughs> do you have any other talents, uh, Sister Rose? Oh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, I mean, what I did at Zion um, and what I loved was uh, the Ministry of Hospitality, ah. um, which I think has come in, uh, you know, kind of very useful as a sister, where a lot of what we do is is kind of um, welcoming people and listening to people and um, trying to minister in a way that's kind of very gentle and very open. Um, so hospitality, there's the practical side, which is, you know, making people a cup of tea and, and something nice to eat and giving them a a place to stay that's warm and comfortable but there's also a kind of hospitality of heart which is about um being present and attentive and and sharing sharing your own inner life really um and i think not only is that a huge kind of joy for me um but i think it's it's formed me as a person as a christian but also in this ministry as a sister um so yeah, I would say uh, most of your sisters that you're with now, Sister Tamsin and Sister Anna, and oh, forgive me if I've forgotten any of them, but they're all got that gift of hospitality mm. and listening. Oh, yes, yes. I think it's something that that's important actually in the in the Dominican vocation. I mean people obviously know us as preachers but first of all the preachers formed in silence and formed in and kind of listening to the word of god but also listening to the word of god that comes through our brothers and sisters in community and also in the wider community of our congregations and our parishes so we have to start with that kind of uh, receptivity and, and ability to listen and to welcome there you go. And then, so the Dominicans in general are preachers. Would you say that's true? Also, well, that is true about the, the gentleman side of it as, as preachers. And mo uh, I guess most of you are teachers as well. A preacher, teacher, is that name interchangeable, Father Dominic? Or I'd say it's, it's, <clears throat> it's certainly overlapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a natural part of what we do, of instructing others. I mean, that's one of the gifts that St. Paul enumerates. Um, I very much echo what Sister Rose said about the importance of listening. <clears throat> Many people don't feel heard. I think it's an important part of our ministry. Oh, amen. Amen. Mm. And and really listening because I I, I listen to my kids <laughs> in, in quotes, but I, I sometimes I don't listen. Oh, I'm sorry, darlings. I'll do better. I'll do better. All right. We're going to continue talking about talents and a little bit about a project that is happening now at the Dominican Priory in Cambridge at Blackfriars. But first, I am opening... That's the opening the studio line music. <laughs> the lines are open, and this is your chance now to be part of the dialogue, part of the conversation. I've got two amazing listeners here, Father Dominic and Sister Rose. The number to dial into the studio is this. 0 2 
0-2-3. I'm trying to find a jingle so that it's more memorable, but it's not happening. But the number again is 0203-781-8423. So give us a call. Now, art, art. Currently, there is a lot of art happening on happening just up the street from here at Blackfriars. Uh, Father Dominic, what is going on? Right. Well, <clears throat> this year we're celebrating 800 years of Dominicans in England. Woo-hoo! It's also 800 years since the heavenly birthday of our founder, St. Dominic. And one of the ways we discern to do this was through art exhibitions. Now, I mean, of course, a lot of people celebrate big events, anniversaries, whatever, with art. But I think something we've become very aware of in the society we live in is a lot of people don't want to hear the word God. They don't want to do religion. You do religion if you want. I'll play golf or whatever. But art isn't just about pretty, pretty. It's one of the places where humanity answers or at least starts to ask the big questions which often take us beyond words. Where do we come from? Where are we going? What happens when we die? Um, Making the invisible visible, like we've got three beautiful images of archangels. And that can open a conversation. And that's what we've been finding. And I'm really grateful for Sister Rose, who's been working with me and our communities on this since February. She's also a great organiser, by the way. I shouldn't have said that too loudly, should I? (laughs) No, 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 Uh, no. no. Um, But... uh, We've, we're very, very excited on people's responses and the conversations that are coming from this. And there's some, it's a whole Dominican tradition because we put the emphasis on the incarnation, that the word became flesh. So we should expect spiritual things, not just to be something wafty or just a concept in our mind, but actually things that we can see and hear and touch and taste and smell. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, at the, <laughs> when you go, well, can you, first let's, let's get the, the main points, the facts down. When can we see this art or experience this art? Is, is it Monday through Friday? Is it 7.30, 9.30? What's the detail? Okay. Oh, so no. you, <laughs> you, you, can, no, you can come this afternoon. Oh, you can come this afternoon. So we are on every day this week until Sunday inclusive. Three until seven. Sorry, it's just three till six on Sunday because we have the evening mass at six. But why not come a bit early and stay for mass? Easy, easy. Your whole day's planned for you. Uh, There's also a bit of interaction. There's a workshop available um, around drawing and seeing the face of the other um, at 4.30 every day with one of our artists and Lay Dominicans, Lata. So that will be, I think, a really lovely thing to do. Are kids allowed to come too? Yes, certainly. Oh. They do need to be accompanied, obviously. Be a bit oh, careful. With, be a bit, be a bit careful with the art. Yeah, sorry, you got just dropped them off, Helen. Oh, go do that. some painting with Sister Rose. So, uh, but yeah, come along and see. Come along and see. This is really a living tradition with us. And then, who who's the lady? You said uh, that's the lay Dominican that's helping with the the drawing workshops. What was her name? Zlata. Zlata's originally from Croatia. So uh, very nice, yeah. very nice. And then there's a poetry thing as well. It's not mm. just like you said. It's see, taste, hear. What is this poetry yeah. thing? Okay, so tomorrow evening we've got a poetry. That's Wednesday, October Wednesday, 29th. <laughs> Wednesday, October the 29th, Feast of the Archangels, which is also the Woo-hoo! dedication of our priory. Woo-hoo! We've got a poetry evening because we've got some old art as well as contemporary art. We've some art from the last century by David Jones, who's an Anglo-Welsh 
uh, artist and poet. So we're going to have a short talk on David Jones's poetry, which is amazing stuff. It's not easy by Elizabeth Powell, who's a scholar from Durham University. Elizabeth is great at unpacking David Jones and making him approachable. And then some of our poets are going to read some of their own poems or other people are going to read them for them uh, after that. So it'll last sort of an hour, an hour and a quarter or something. Nice, easy uh, evening event. That's seven o'clock tomorrow night. Seven o'clock, Wednesday, October 29th at the Dominican Priory in Cambridge, Blackfriars. Will there be food? It's your birthday. It's the uh, it's the feast yes. day. <laughs> not not this. I'm afraid the Friday night we are the, we we missed that we missed that. But uh, you missed that one. I'm afraid. Uh, but uh, yeah, come and come and get some poetry. On come and get some poetry tomorrow evening. I love it. Oh, what, was it? What, was that? what was that? Food for the soul. Yes. Yeah. Good answer, Sister Rose. <laughs> Why David Jones? Does he have any connection? <clears throat> to the Dominicans or or this time or Archangel's way? Sure, yeah. Well, David Jones was a lay Dominican um, and he he did visit Cambridge. We're not entirely sure whether he visited Blackfriars. Um, he's a bit elusive in that sense. But um, but he was a lay Dominican. He spent some time in the Guild of St. Joseph um, in Ditchling in Sussex, and um, which was quite uh, influenced by the Dominicans um, and kind of learned some of his craft there. It, it was part, He was part of a, a formation community of artists there. Um, so... That was a kind of a nice link into something from our Dominican past, um, which then we could include our contemporary artworks onto with our kind of living community and our living tradition at Blackfriars here today. And then you've said you've got, uh, it's a community event. So there's community poetry being shared, community art. Why do you, if you've got David Jones, why do you need anybody else? Well, I think, first of all, it shows that we do have a living tradition. So it's not just about um, kind of putting on a museum ex- ex- exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to show Blackfriars is a, a continuing and a living tradition. Um, and also because community is such a, a pillar of our Dominican life, um, I think it's always good to have a, a multiplicity of voices. Um, you know, we're never just soloists. It's very important that we don't just kind of live a, a solo life, but that we live in dialogue with our brothers and sisters and we bring other people into the space um, to speak and to share and hear a word from them also. Do you have a favourite piece of the art or, or poetry that's coming up? Um, oh, I this is for you too, Father Dominic. So okay. start thinking, start thinking. Oh, I would say we have a, a an icon actually by one of our lay Dominicans called Stephen Grimwood, um, a Trinity icon. Which I mean, I love icons anyway, but I, I'm very touched and that he that he shared this with us, and I, I find it very beautiful. So that's probably my highlight at the moment. Yeah, I think for me it's the three archangels because I think there's works by Zlata, in fact, who's leading the workshop. And they're big. Two of them are seven feet, two metres high. And I think they bring out the beauty and also the sheer power of the angels, Uh, that good power of God. It's very healing. It's very uplifting. So, yeah, I really love those. Love those works. Oh, now... I was briefly in there Friday and there's these big slabs with lines. Is that David Jones? Who's this stuff is no, that? No, those are Zlatas angels. Those are oh, They are lovely. Yeah, they are. No, and they're yeah. physical. And it's That's like it. It, my sons wanted to touch them, but we didn't yeah. we didn't let them. <laughs> Just as well. But she does she does grind her own paints uh, out oh. of stones and often out of places that are important to her. Um <clears throat> 
Uh, yeah, they are. They are big pieces. They are sort of semi-abstract. So I think they they invite us to explore a bit. Invite us to go beyond. You know that angels aren't just fairies with wings or flying nope. ba- flying babies. Lovely though that is, <laughs> but actually there's more going on here. I like, and that brings discussion. Are people mm-hmm. so? Is this when you come to this? Uh, do you walk silently with your little hmm, hmm? Or is there like a room where okay, now that you've seen it, go and discuss here? Or can you discuss while you're walking around? What what's the atmosphere like? Is it the Tate? <laughs> I think often things happen organically with things like that. So, um, you know, some people may may be drawn to something, and if if there's you know other people around who who are willing to to engage to 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 open up a discussion in that way, and um, I think often, especially for people who are perhaps non-religious or non-Christian, um, having a piece of art becomes the kind of the 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 other or the third person in a conversation. So often it can be perhaps a little bit intimidating to kind of go up to to us types who are dressed in white with veils <laughs> and start a conversation. <laughs> but uh, kind of just off the bat but I think if you have a piece of art somehow it becomes almost like the the third person who we can then refer to and and start a conversation within but but I think these things happen organically and I think that's the beauty of it it's not about trying to force a conversation um it's just kind of letting it unfold and seeing what emerges and seeing what the questions and the responses that people come with and, and being there if they want to share if you do go and you see anyone walking around in white or black, do talk. They want to talk to you. They we do. do. They do. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give you guys, uh, the rest of us in this conversation, a chance to give us a call in. I'm going to put on a song and we're going to, oh, the lines are open. The number to dial in is this 0203781. Eight four two three. You've got Sister Rose, Father Dominic, me. I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some good recipes <laughs> um, to talk about discernment and vocation. But for now, this is "Where Is My Place" by Lobster Invention. So many steps that you have taken. So many questions on your mind Your faith in life's been shaken But you look forward, not behind Sarah Braves are to awaken In many ways you have been blind Easy the times you felt forsaken But for the most part life's been kind Why don't you let me see Where I'm supposed to be What's your plan for me Please come set me free I want to know right now Where is my place I can't wait much longer, where is my place? There's a purpose if you only take a leap and just let go. I can see that you are lonely, but if you trust me, I will show how much life has got to offer if you are brave enough to grow. If you set your sail, I will let my wind Set me free I want to know right now Where is my place? 
much longer Where is my place? There's a purpose if you want me Take your leap and just let go I can see when you are lonely But if you trust me, I will show How much life has got to offer If you are brave enough to grow If you set your sail, I will let my wind blow For years now I've tried to find my way Taking tiny steps only day by day Am I here to be just okay? I wonder why do I still pray? For years now I've tried to find my way Taking tiny steps only day by day Am I here to be just okay? I wonder why do I still pray? There's a purpose if you want me Take a leap and just let go I can see that you are lonely But if you trust me I will show You how much life has got to offer If you are brave enough to grow If you set your seal I will let my wind blow There's a purpose if you want me Take a leap and just let go I can see that you are lonely But if you trust me, I will show How much life has got to offer If you are brave enough to grow If you set your sail, I will let my wind blow Oh, and that is Where Is My Place by Lobster Invention. This was the winner of the 2019 Vocation Music Awards. Uh, we are very proud to have worked with the UK Vocations Office to help bring those new folks that applied and wanted to compete this year. We loved having them on the radio and we'll be having more of them on shortly. Uh, not today, <laughs> but in the next couple of weeks. But this is Vocations and this is Radio Maria and I'm Helena and I've got with me Sister Rose and Father Dominic, two Dominicans here in Cambridge. We've got the bursary of Blackfriars Cambridge and the novice, second year novice, uh, Sister Rose. I have got a WhatsApp message What? what? Uh, uh, with a question for you guys. Uh, it, this young lady would like to remain anonymous. She has currently, she's currently a catechist at her parish and through teaching the confirmation candidates, she has really found uh, a greater connection and relationship with God. She is in her older 20s. She has uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. She feels that she might be called to uh, perhaps a consecrated life or really taking a commitment to the church. But she fears, am I too young? What if, what if I, this m misses me out on perhaps finding a future husband? Any advice? Signed, questioning. Uh, I suppose uh, in some sense that quite resonates with me. Uh, I'm also in my late 20s. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Now it's on air. Everybody knows. Um, I think before I joined, you know, I've, I had a desire for, for the religious side for a long time. And I think I had a lot of fear about um, that it would take too much from me, that, that God would kind of take things away and that I, you know, I would lose out. But 
But it's it's incredible, you know, because the promise in the gospel is that God gives the hundredfold. And I've really seen that in my own life um, by taking this step. So um, I think... I think it does take a leap of faith. Um, I think it's it's a big act of trust. But ultimately, if if the niggle is there, then um, follow it and and explore it. Um, and you know, God is generous and God is gentle, and He anything you give Him in some kind of strange way, He always gives back. So I would say any you know the concerns I had, the fears I had that it would take too much from me, that it would crush a part of me or, or hide a part of me away it, it hasn't happened at all in fact it's been massively expansive because um, I think in some sense only when you kind of root yourself in a commitment um, that you can begin to kind of explore those other parts of you that's true and uh, Father Toby mm. Lees was a fellow Dominican in London, in London was sharing that same idea earlier about uh, your, your life is like a wet sand and it's only mm. when you are put into a bottle or a shape that then something really comes from it. But Father Dominic, what if uh, what if you you're taking the leap, you take the vows, and and you feel like you've made a mistake? Are you shunned? Mm. Do you get excommunicated? Mm. Well, no, you don't. I mean, I think there are two answers to this question. So, if you join a novitiate, then to begin with. You make no vows. You can leave at any time, no hard feelings. Uh, and I think Sister Rose mentioned earlier that um, after uh, one or two years of novitiate, depending on congregation, you take simple vows. So that's a commitment usually for three years. So you can you can put your toe in and you can go in a bit deeper, stepwise, stepwise. Um, and certainly I think that was right for me. That really worked and God didn't let me down. But there is a thing. I mean, I'm really hearing um, a questionings question about what if I missed out on meeting my future husband? Well, I've just spent this last weekend, in fact, I had a few days off and I was staying with some friends um, in Manchester. James and Christina are married. They've got five children. Now, how do I know them? Well, James was a novice with me. Uh, he was so glad he joined religious life. He said it was the first time in his life he'd stopped. He was a hard-working, hard-playing doctor. And he gave himself to it with great generosity, and we became really good friends. And then after Christmas, he became a bit uncomfortable, a bit sort of bored, itchy feet. And our novice master said, well, you know, why don't you go out and go and help out in the university chaplaincy? Um, one afternoon a week and he did and there he met a girl called Christina who was considering religious life well anyway so I said now they're married and they got five kids so <laughs> they didn't miss out and I think what's also beautiful is they both had that period where God called them deeper mm. God called them out into the desert and they totally know where the other one is coming from and they have such a strong marriage and they're such good parents so they totally haven't missed out I love, uh, I so love that. I really that's a great say, story about just Dominic. don't worry. Yeah. Just don't worry. If it's, Sister Rose said, if it's a niggle, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. And most of the, uh, there is that discernment period within each order, right? You, mm. No one's like, all right, here you go. Uh, sign the book. Here we go. So that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Mm. All right. We have got another WhatsApp question. Uh, da, 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 da. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, should we be uh, in? Okay, this is from Sam, and he is wondering: Should we be doing more vocations work at universities to help with the 
he, he wrote something else, but he means the uh, crisis of the amount of priests that we have. Ooh, should we be dedicating more towards the vocation of the priesthood? Thank you, Sam, for writing that in. I think, I mean, it's, it, it, I guess the short answer is is yes, but I think um, it's deeper, it's it's broader than that. I mean, I think there is a, a huge need for formation mm. in general. Um, I, I mean, when we talk about the crisis of vocation, really part of the issue that is really we, a crisis of, of Christianity. I mean, we don't have enough Christians. Ah. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to address, so why don't we have enough priests and religious? I mean, in some sense, we're not doing too badly, actually, in terms of uh, the, 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 the per head of the Catholic population. Our issue is that we don't have, we haven't, we haven't, got enough christians we haven't evangelized this country and and the christians we do have we could do better informing them so i would want to see vocations included in a, a more holistic package of formation um to really kind of root people into a life of discipleship with christ so it, it should also include things like um prayer and uh living in community and, and kind of basic gospel values and part of that once you're properly rooted i think then you can go into the questions of discernment and what's god's plan for my life um a bit better once you have a kind of solid foundation. So I think just addressing vocations on its own, I'm not sure as a kind of strategy, if you will, how effective that can be in helping people to respond. I think we do much better if we look at the holistic package, informing our parishes and our people and evangelizing. Um, ultimately, it is kind of the way to go. I would Amen. Say. Amen, Sister Rose. I think we. I think on one of the episodes, we, we got really into this. It's like, start at the core, start right. supporting the families, yes. support the parishes, support the youth groups, and then, then you'll have the right folks in the right places. Yeah. Did you want to add anything to that, Father Dominic? Well, I... I Really agree with that. And I think those foundations are utterly necessary. I was seven years a university chaplain in Newcastle, and that's a lot of what my colleague Mia and I were trying to do. I think when that community is starting to solidify, it's good to talk about different vocations, uh, including those which are, I suppose, the road less travelled. I mean, there are many people who, thank goodness, will get married and have families who are not religious at all. But priesthood or religious life are roads less travelled. And I remember once I was, I just had a gut feeling I was talking to this student of mine and I, I said to him, I said, Alex, I said, have you ever thought about priesthood? And he said, Father, I'm so glad you asked me that. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I think in the past there was, a, there could be ruthless recruitment drives. There was also a view that the only vocations were priesthood and religious life. And if you didn't get that, you didn't have a vocation, so you were a second-class citizen. And that's just not true. There's no basis for that in the Bible or tradition. But I think there is a thing that just flagging that up, bringing it into people's consciousness is very important. We had an evening, actually, with some uh, religious and priests, and a lot of students came just out of curiosity just to find out more. And it was very, very fruitful. To be fair, I every time there's like a, an option to like come see the the inner workings of a convent or an abbey or a monastery, I'm like, oh yes, I will come. And then they, like you said, Sister Rose, it ends up being you get something even more out of it, a hundredfold. Yes. Perhaps I learn about a new prayer that I'm like, yes, this is my new daily prayer, or I meet someone that knows this. And so, definitely, definitely, mm. yeah. Father Dominic and Sister Rose, if someone is interested. 
they've heard a lot about the Dominicans on Cambridge, uh, Radio Maria. But just as you know, we're not just Dominican. We just have a low. So you guys are just so friendly and we're such good everywhere. teachers. <laughs> Uh, but if there are someone, uh, some people that might be discerning specifically for the Dominicans, how, what, where can they go? Do, do they just eop.com? How do, how do they should do? Yeah, I mean, uh, both of our community sisters and friars um, have um, uh, web pages, which is often the first uh, point of contact for people who are inquiring. So, um, I mean, you can Google Cambridge Dominicans or, or kind of English province or, or Stone Dominicans. So uh, we have websites, we have Facebook pages, um, but these kind of electronic sources tend to be the most frequent way people come to us. Um, but um, I mean, I'm sure... Father Dominic, you know, can also suggest some other ways. But but yeah, I mean, reach out online. Um, if you know kind of any Dominicans personally, reach out to them um, and just just get in touch, really, just just to make contact and explore. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, English.op.org, you can click on a vocations page. I'm sure sisters have a similar thing. And it, it, it when you do that, you are not hitting the big red button on an enormous <laughs> machine. <laughs> Uh, there's no Start way you know, you, yes, yeah, sort of, um, yes, no return past this point. It's, it's not that it is just that it's the start of a conversation and we will hear you. And a lot of our work is actually helping people discern. It might be helping them discern. In fact, that God has called them to something different, but often we end up actually with a warm friendship, our wider community. So yeah, don't be shy, get in touch. I love it. And you know, I'm going to suggest one way, one more way. Come to this art exhibit at the Blackfriars here in Cambridge. See some David Jones. Maybe come Wednesday, October 29th for the poetry. Maybe come at 4.30 in the afternoon to have your own hand at drawing or creating something. Definitely. And that's a way you can see the Dominican life really beautifully as a community and in action. Oh, th- thank you, Father Dominic and Sister Rose, for coming. Uh, any you. last thank words? You. Well, you guys got to do all the stuff. Uh, any last words before we, we pray our way out? So don't be afraid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they're on the one that we can simultaneously want to do something, want to do everything, uh, and then we can pull back. But don't be afraid. God walks with you. Uh, and we are privileged to be his helpers in that, to be graced by him. So I'm praying for everybody out there who's discerning. Yeah, Likewise, prayers offered and uh, yeah, be courageous and uh, and be holy. <laughs> yes, no fear. Join in that relationship, that call to the Lord to form that relationship with him, with others, with the community and really, really love. Oh, I love it. So everybody else out there, thank you for joining us. Thank you for those that wrote in. Uh, We are working on getting you to call in. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And do check out the... The Dominicans in Cambridge at Blackfriars. They're over here in Cambridge and they are open for their art exhibit every day but Sunday. Every day from now on until Sunday inclusive. Uh, Is there a date, the end date though? The end date is Sunday. There you go. Yeah. October... October 3rd come find out about the community see some great art listen to some great poetry and have a conversation I love it Sister Rose would you mind uh, finishing our little program with a prayer sure in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen 
Father, we thank you for this time we've had together. We thank you for all the questions that we've been exploring. I ask your blessing upon all our listeners, especially all those who are discerning, all those who are searching for you, all those who hunger and thirst for a deeper relationship, a deeper communion with you. I pray that you bless them, you guide them, you grant them your wisdom. Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, pray, pray for, for us. us. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. God bless Amen. everybody. God bless. So good.
to be here, so good to be here with Jesus. And Elijah, with Jesus. And Moses, with Jesus. And you guys, with Jesus. We must walk down the mountain to the valley below there is no time to linger you have so far to go though the way may be weary and your spirits below walk on walk on into the valley Sun will mock and shame me, and death will finally claim me. Yet I will rise anew to go before you on the way. Now the sky turns to midnight in the valley below. Soon the storm will be breaking. And the fierce winds will blow Through the dark and the lightning Lies the way you must go Walk on, walk on Into the valley When you must face tomorrow With all its pain and sorrow My love will burn with 